0: Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Quick question for you before we dive into this week's episode of the podcast. How long have you been trying to get fluent in Spanish? Has it been a month, a year, or maybe even 10 years? Well, If the answer to that question is anything more than 90 days and you have not seen significant progress in your ability to communicate in the language, then this episode is for you. I am sitting down with one of the members of our Spanish Quonsalsa community who decided after five years of trying to get fluent in Spanish using only one approach that maybe she should try something different. And making that shift helped her improve her Spanish vastly more in just a few months than she did in five years of struggling to learn the language using the first approach that she tried. So if you're curious about what that shift was and if it's something that may help you take your Spanish to the next level, make sure you stick around for this episode of the podcast. I promise it's one you don't want to miss.
1: Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie.
0: Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 152. Welcome to episode 152 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with one of our star members of the Spanish Guansalza community. Uh, she actually had been learning Spanish for about five years um, on her own and finally decided with the new year to try a different approach. And I think you'll be really curious to hear about what she was doing before, what was the change that she made, and how it really helped her improve her Spanish Uh, dramatically in just a few months versus what she had been doing for years before. So in this conversation with Rebecca, she's going to give some of her tips for uh, language learners just like you. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I really want to be fluent in Spanish. I don't know if what I'm doing is working or not. Uh, she has, I think, a lot of insight. She's also a teacher. Uh, she teaches English, so she has a lot of insight into the language learning process in general that I think you'll find to be pretty helpful to you on your journey to Spanish fluency. So uh, with that, here is my conversation with Rebecca. Entonces, Rebecca, bienvenida. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast
1: muchas gracias estoy emocionada de estar aquí i'm very excited to be here very good and
0: i'm excited to have you here too because as um our team at spanish con salsa has been telling me and i've seen through the progress that you've made is that um you're one of our star students so to speak right (laughs) so um i'm really curious to hear um all about your experience learning spanish how sort of your experience with Spanish con salsa has changed your approach to learning and speaking the language. But before we get into all of that, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got started learning Spanish in the first place.
1: So my main reason for starting to learn Spanish is because I am a teacher. Um, I've been teaching fourth grade for the past four years. And now I actually just moved to the beautiful island of Puerto Rico and I'm teaching English here in a bilingual school. Um, But my main reason was that I am a teacher and the majority of my students speak Spanish and obviously their families as well. So I really wanted to be able to communicate with them
0: wow so you are in the beautiful island of puerto rico which most listeners of the podcast know is one of my favorite places on the planet <laughs> so um, it is
1: amazing and it, it makes sense because spanish with salsa and awesome. they they have so much music here everywhere. Yeah, a little,
0: little bit of everything um yeah so very cool yeah. that you got to move to puerto rico so Um, You said that being a teacher is what really prompted you to want to learn the language. So I'm curious, um, where were you teaching before you moved to Puerto Rico? And what was your experience like with uh, learning Spanish? Uh, Like, when did you start even, you know, really trying to learn the language? Was it in school or was it um, when you were an adult?
1: I was teaching in the state of Maryland. And... My experience learning, I was one of the people that for many years used to Duolingo and, you know, I would say that I could understand, obviously, when you use an app like that, you think you're learning a lot. And then when real people go and talk to you, you're almost like, oh my gosh, that was so fast. What were they saying? And when you try to respond to a question, you know, you only have those formulated answers. So before joining Spanish Con Salsa, I really had not taken a lot of initiative in learning Spanish. And it was at the beginning of this year that I decided I needed to change something. If I really do want to become fluent, I knew that what I was doing was not very effective. and. I found Spanish Con Salsa and I thought, you know what, let me give it a try and it's definitely been an amazing experience and helped me so much.
0: Wow, that's um, interesting that you say that because I think so many people can relate to that, right? Um, especially with the popularity of an app like Duolingo, which i would say i think has done amazing things for making language learning accessible and interesting by gamifying it and really having this vision to um, provide this free platform so i think it's it's like it's for me it's it's hard it's like i have a love-hate relationship i love the platform and the intention of the founder to kind of bring language to everyone but I also mm-hmm. feel like, like you said, your experience is very common. You know, you get on there, you think that you're learning, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got 18 trophies. I made it to level 46 in the green house, and I'm doing awesome. And then you go out, and someone says, hola, ¿cómo está? And you're like, uh, um, yo bien? Mm-hmm. Yo, yo sí? <laughs> <see?"> uh, <laughs> so I think, um, mm-hmm, exactly. yeah, your experience is very, very common. So, what, what would you say it was that made you realize that? Um, the path that you were on wasn't going to get you to fluency was it just having some initial conversations like what did that look like for you?
1: I think it was that frustration of realizing you know when I'd be on parent conferences and I'd want to be able to just simply have the conference with the parents but I always had to have a translator because you know I wanted to make sure nothing would get misconstrued and. That to me was really a big push for me, as well as having the new year and being able to like set that goal of, you know, what I I need to change. Um, That was really a big push for me to try a whole different approach.
0: Okay, so yeah, so also, like, I'm sure a lot of people relate to that new year, um, actually, you know feeling like you have all this possibility and you want to start something new um but i think i commend you because i think a lot of people start out the new year with those intentions but they don't always follow through so i think uh, Mm -hmm. the fact that you did Mm -hmm. follow through with it um, will inspire some people who may be feeling like you, like, oh, okay, well, all right, September, there's a new school year starting, or oh, January, a uh-huh. new year, like, there's all these times where we feel this uh, burst of inspiration to do something we've been wanting to do. Um, but it sounds like you took advantage of that and actually have been able to make uh, quite a bit of progress. So could you talk a little bit about how you came across Manage and what made you decide to join? Um, because a lot of people will see things and they'll think, oh, I, I should do that. Right. Or that sounds like a good idea, mm-hmm. but they don't actually jump in and make the decision and actually take it seriously. So how did you come across Spanish Consalsa, And then what made you really decide to, uh, to really dig in and try this approach?
1: Honestly, I'm trying to think of how I first found it. I believe I probably looked up something like Spanish learning with music because i really i spanish music was one of probably first the first things that really got me into learning the language and um so when i found this probably through an internet search um i was like oh this is really interesting and so i started listening to the podcast and i was like wow this is a lot of really great information and i started seeking out uh, more information and i saw that you know i could do a call with one of the teachers um to kind of get a baseline of where I'm at and what you guys could do for me. And I felt like I really connected and that you guys had a program that was really well-structured and that would be able to get me where I want to go. So that's really what drew me into working with Spanish con salsa, the approach that you guys have. And I was so nervous to do that initial phone call because I didn't know what it was going to be like. And it was very informal, but as somebody who you know was learning just mostly through apps, what I had realized was if I'm going to, if I want to be fluent, I need to speak the language. If I don't speak the language, I will never reach my goal. And so having that first call was so nerve wracking for me. But once you get over that first hump, all the rest of them honestly become so much better and you improve every single time. And the teachers, all the ones I've ever worked with have been really incredible and very understanding. And they recognize where you're at and push you to where you need to be.
0: Yeah, I always brag anytime I get a chance to that I have one of the <laughs> best teams <laughs> ever yes. because um, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's really important to feel comfortable when you're speaking a language. Mm-hmm. And I think especially as adults, right? Like when, when we're younger, I think we give ourselves more grace when it comes to making mistakes or um, being nervous or just looking silly, right? We, we tend to not have all the inhibitions, but as adults, right, especially you as a teacher, I'm sure you're thinking, well, I'm usually in the position where I'm the authority and I'm supposed to know. <laughs> and then when you're mm-hmm. in this position where you don't know and you're not sure and you are nervous and you have all this anxiety, it is really hard to just make that first step. And that's a lot of what, you know, really we work with. Yes, there's the mechanics of the language. Yes, you need to learn your grammar. Yes, you need to learn how to speak with a uh-huh. proper accent and your listening comprehension. But to your point, if you never speak the language, there's absolutely no way that you're going to be flowing, yes. right? Um, and I always mm-hmm. use the example um, when I'm kind of talking about our approach is that, you know, there's a lot of languages out there on the, on the planet that have existed throughout time. And the languages that people don't speak anymore are called dead languages, right? So Latin, for mm-hmm. example, yeah. is, you know, where, you know, Spanish, French, all, these, all the Um, languages come from, the romance languages, but no one speaks Latin, right? So it's a dead language. Mm -hmm. So if you don't put that life into it by actually forming your own mouth to say the words that you're learning, the language is really dead for you and you can't get to that point of fluency and you'll never be comfortable if you don't try. So I commend you for working through that nerve-wracking emotion (laughs) and jumping on (laughs) the call because sometimes we do have people that'll schedule and not show because they're nervous Mm -hmm. um yes but our team i think is really great at just making everyone feel comfortable no matter what your level if you're advanced if you're just starting out um it really is something that um, we pride ourselves on is being able to just get people to relax right And, and just speak what you know even if you only know two words say those words and then we can build from there but we can't build from nothing so you got to start somewhere so I appreciate you saying that um and what is it that you think helped you get over that that fear of like you know booking that first call and actually getting on the call like how did how did you kind of prepare yourself to do that because I know a lot of people listening right now are probably thinking the same thing like oh i really like listening to podcasts and consuming information uh-huh. i don't know if i'm ready to to like schedule that call or make that first leap so how did you get over that fear
1: i think my biggest advice would just be to do it because i had the impetus of it was the new year but I would not recommend, you know, for anyone listening to wait for, you know, that perfect opportunity because there's never going to be a perfect time. I was so nervous leading up to it and definitely probably thought about just not going and oh, like you, cause you think like, oh, it's not a real person. You know, when we do so many things over Zoom and, you know, you re- you, you start to dehumanize it, but it is a person that's on that other side. and they're they're like you and i think that's what you have to realize is that it's another person trying to connect with you and help you that the team is there to help you so to prepare honestly you just need to go in and you don't have to have anything really prepared you know i was definitely probably very nervous not knowing how much will be in english how much will be in spanish but the great thing with the coaches is they'll adapt to you so if they see, oh you know if they understand the spanish they'll continue on with the spanish but if you need all basically all english and only a little bit um they'll adjust to that too so i think knowing that now that would help me have like felt more comfortable at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and you know I'm curious um, about something as well because you are a teacher and even though I know it's a little bit different um, teaching English and teaching children, there's still some principles that are pretty much universal when it comes to teaching language and learning language. Um, but I, I am curious, since you have that teaching experience and you also have the experience of working with us, what do, you, what do you think in your experience is different about the coaching approach to language learning versus just the traditional teaching method? And, and if any way, like, do you find one um, is better for you, that works better for you, or are there aspects of more traditional teaching that you also um, think helped you out with your journey in learning Spanish?
1: what i really liked about the spanish con salsa method was that they make for you a 12-week plan and it's very structured so you have parts to do on your own and then you're kind of reviewing those parts with a teacher um, every week so i think that that's very effective because again like we were talking about if you're just studying something sure you might retain a little bit but if you're not applying it then it's not going to really deepen in your memory so i think that one of the great things about your approach and i think just about you know good teaching in general is that there are some portions that a person may do individually but that then they have a teacher that is there to guide them and obviously that teacher has more knowledge so they're able to help you get where you need to be and they're able to really recognize your level and give you that push because if not you know I I probably spent like five years doing Duolingo and really not making progress and in the past few months have made you know more progress than I have in the past five years so with a structured plan like you guys have I think that that's what really makes the difference.
0: And um, another thing that we also do is we try to have more of a goal-oriented approach, right? So a lot of times if you go into a classroom and, or, you know, even open up an app and you're learning Spanish, you really just follow whatever the predefined plan or curriculum is. And with our approach for coaching, we always make, um, or we, we always have our coaching clients and our members start out with what is your goal for learning spanish not just you know okay i want to learn um you know the past tense well that's great but why well i'm going to uh, have a conversation with a friend I want to tell them what I did over the summer so I need to learn the past tense to talk about things that I did on my vacation so that's something else that we try to do in our approach is to make it directly applicable to something you're going to use so I'm curious if you could share if you remember when you first started what was your initial goal and do you find that that helped you as you were kind of moving forward week to week to get through that 12-week um, structured plan that you had.
1: It definitely did because I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys used the smart approach, um, you know, to make it as specific as you can um, and measurable. So, you know, we were using a 12-week time span, and I had to come up with a very specific goal catered towards me. And so, mine was actually to be able to have a 30-minute conversation. Um, my my boyfriend is uh, Salvadorino, and um, his dad only speaks Spanish. That was another contributing factor to me, really wanting to learn the language. But so I wanted to be able to have a 30-minute conversation with him. And so how I broke it up was that every week, I would, I started with just talking to him one minute in Spanish. The next week we did two, the next week three, the next week four. And while that may seem like a very, you know, slow approach, when you start doing it, you realize like, oh, wow, this is definitely like I'm more capable. Every week you build up a little bit more because at the beginning I could barely talk for one minute. And now I can, now I can do more than 30 minutes. So I wouldn't say I reached that in, 12 weeks, but it was good to have that goal overall.
0: Yeah. And I also think just personalizing it to you, right? So, you know, you having uh, a boyfriend from El Salvador is going to be very different than someone who might want to go to Spain and retire, Right. Um, there's different cultural aspects that you'll need to know. And even the grammar, you know, is different in Central America than it is in Europe. So all those things will contribute uh, to how you're learning the language and also what our team decides to spend time on, right? Because we're not going to t- teach you vosotros if you're not going to Spain, <laughs> you know, so, um, so I'm glad to hear that, that having that approach helps. And I do think that that slow approach is also good because I think that sometimes, As we're learning the language, we just see that we want to get to fluency, right? And everyone, that's the key word, that's what we want to do. And if we're not that, we feel like we're failing. And I think just being able to take that gradual approach and say, you know what, today, I'm just going to see if I can get through a minute, right? And literally, you can even set a timer (laughs) and go, all right, like, that's what we did. Yeah. Because then you can (laughs) see the time ticking down and it's not as painful, right? And you're like, I made it. And, exactly. and I think having those small wins along the way can really be empowering, right? Because you feel like, hey, I may not be where I want to be yet, but I made this one step and then another step, and then that'll motivate you to take the next step and to keep going. So I'm wondering from you, um, besides kind of taking that approach, what do you think made you stick with your goal and actually make it through? Uh, the entire 12 weeks and even beyond that. I Maybe mean, you could talk a little bit about of how you were able to stay on track because many people will sign up. They might have the initial call and then they might disappear or they, oh, I don't have time or, you know, life gets in the way and there's all these excuses that we make for why we don't accomplish our goals. So I'm curious, what helped you stay the course and actually make it through the entire Uh, the entire program. And also, you can talk a little bit about what you're doing now to sort of continue um, with improving your Spanish.
1: Yeah, so I think that breaking it down like that actually helped a lot because every week I was working towards something new. But I think that in general, if... You have to really want this and that's why I think as we were talking before about having your goal, your why has to run very deep. If your why is not deep enough, then you're not going to prioritize it. So for me, I did my weekly meetings with Johenia at first and I, I basically like I scheduled them and the good thing is there's some flexibility in that every week. So it does not have to be the same time. But I saw that as a commitment to myself. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let myself, you know, fall off of the plan. And if I did a week, that would be okay. You know, like one week, I, there was definitely somewhere where I might have, you know, been too busy, was traveling or something. But the next week, got right back on it with her. And having that one-on-one connection with a coach also really helps. So I think that... Sticking to it and making the time for a weekly call with one of the teachers really made a huge difference. And after I kind of finished the first session one-on-one with Yohania then I went on to do um, group coaching, which was actually a really good container. So I liked doing the one-on-one at first because I didn't have the confidence. And so it was just helping me practice and really hone in on the skills I need. And then going to the group was a whole different aspect because then you're having a conversation with multiple people and it's nice to have that community feel as well. So that's what I've been doing um, to make sure I'm continuing to practice speaking my Spanish every single week.
0: And what goal are you working on right now? Do you have a specific goal or are you just trying to keep up your consistency?
1: so right now is very interesting because like i said um i just moved a month ago so right now i'm really just working towards using my spanish every single day and boosting my confidence so it's not as tangible anymore because i've kind of worked towards the numbers but now it's really focusing on talking with confidence and I do have a few different things like in terms of grammar wise that I know I want to practice like the subjunctive, you know, verb forms like that. But um, there's no exact precise number at this point. It's more so just making sure I take the time every single week and really every single day since I'm on the island, I need to, to take advantage of it to practice my Spanish.
0: Yeah, and I think that once you get to a more intermediate level that you're right. I mean, I think the approach does change. In the beginning, we have these very concrete goals because there's so much that we don't know. But once you start to speak the language a little bit, uh, you have some experience under your belt. It's becoming a part of your life, especially, like you said, now you live in Puerto Rico. Not that you have to use Spanish in San Juan, but in other parts of the island, you probably will. Um, So you're in this position now where you're really just trying to keep up what you already know and yes you're going to continue to learn but if you don't uh, continue to practice on a regular basis you start to lose some of that so i'm glad that you're taking that approach of making sure that you are keeping the language um and not you know actually using it and not just kind of going oh i can speak english because you know i'm an english teacher and no one expects me to speak spanish because i'm sure there's many people who do that as well so i commend you for making that effort and i think a lot of people think if they move to a place that speaks spanish or spanish is the primary language that oh they don't have to make an effort right oh i'll just um you know it's all around me right so it's it's like i'm not going to lose it but the fact of the matter is you actually do have to set that intention because it's so easy to get frustrated and not want to, Um, especially when you you almost have to in some situations, it can get stressful Mm -hmm. and you can reach that point Mm -hmm. of saturation where you're like, you know what? I'm tired, I'm stressed, I've been working all day, I just wanna get something to eat. I don't know the word for that and I don't care Um, I'm going to say it in English. Right. So it actually, Mm -hmm. I think, is much easier to fall into that when you are in a place because there's all the other stressors of just life that you have to do now in another language. And there's so much to learn. So I commend you for keeping up that practice. And I hope that um, you'll also learn a lot about uh, Puerto Rican Spanish while you're down there. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a bit uh, different. Uh, Boricua Espanol is a little bit different. Um, but now, since we're talking about you kind of keeping up with your Spanish, do you mind if I ask you a few questions in Espanol? Sí, okay. claro. Entonces, eh, la primera pregunta que tengo para ti es, es algo que es muy básico, pero puede ser un poquito difícil sí. responder. <laughs> ¿Cuál es tu canción favorita en Espanol?
1: Oh, esto es muy difícil. Uh, en el momento, ¿alguna canción del último álbum de Bad Bunny como Un Verano Sin Ti? Me encanta este álbum y es muy popular en la isla. Ah,
0: sí, un reggaeton, ¿no? Sí, sí. sí. <ríe> no es salsa, pero yo sé, yo creo que ahora salsa es para los viejos a veces, especialmente en la isla como los jóvenes eh, no sé si bailan Salsa mucho.
1: No, pero puedes escuchar Salsa en todas partes, es, es muy gracioso en la isla como la gente en todas partes están eh, es, eh, escuchando la música tan tan fuerte en sus carros y en la playa, pero a veces si sí, escuchas Salsa um, Sí, hay personas que practican salsa y quiero um, tomar clases de salsa, pero todavía con, todo, con la mudanza no he tomado uh, clases, pero quiero.
0: Sí, creo que hay mucho, pero hay clases como profesionales y, y algo que son, no sé, más o menos normal, que puede, se puede encontrar en un, una discoteca antes de uh-huh. una noche de, de baile puedes encontrar una clase muy muy básica de para principiantes entonces sí. Sí. y ha sido a, a piñones algún sábado o domingo sí
1: me, en- sí, me- oh, no para para salsa pero me encanta la comida de piñones ah, sí.
0: es es porque en, hay un parque también y es como un, un parque en la playa creo y tienen música en vivo creo que casi todos los domingos pero antes no sé si sí. está ahora o no
1: yo sé que uh, fui uh, actualmente eh, el sábado pasado y ellos tuvieron karaoke fue muy gracioso porque toda la gente aquí todos pueden cantar así todos. no no sé cómo no sé cómo pero sí Las borricuas son personas muy talentosas. Wow, talentosas.
0: interesante. Pero yo no. Yo
1: fui... No, yo tampoco. Yo fui a una noche de
0: karaoke también, pero aquí en mi hogar con una amiga mía y para mí fue muy difícil. Que sí. Yo no No voy a cantar para nada, pero yo puedo ser como un backup dancer, pero no, no voy a cantar. Qué bueno.
1: Cuando eran cantando, pensaba que era un, una no una persona en, en real como un, un C D pero no ellos estaban cantando y no no puede creer que eran las personas que estaban cantando
0: ah wow, wow, sí pero yo no
1: <risa> <risa> no yo y tampoco. entonces
0: <risa> otra pregunta ¿cuál es tu palabra o dicho favorito favorito en español mi
1: palabra favorita es Mariposa, no sé, creo que es porque me encanta la mariposa, así creo que es una palabra muy bonita y mi, mi nombre favorito es uh, Marisol, porque es como mar y sol, ah, sí. like, mar, <laughs> la playa y <laughs> sol, That's my favorite. Mi, mi nombre favorito. he
0: pensado en esto. Pero sí, es la verdad, el mar y el sol, para uh-huh. mí es como la playa,
1: uh-huh. la otra manera de decir sí, estoy en la,
0: la, la playa. La
1: exacto. Bueno. Y
0: la última pregunta que tengo es, si no tuvieras que trabajar, ¿qué harías con el tiempo adicional?
1: Viajar por todo el mundo, si sí, si sí. podría, si. Sí viajar por todo el mundo y a otros países que hablan español para conocer a la gente y, y disfrutar de diferentes comidas y culturas y todo. ¿Y cuál país uh, visitarías um, um,
0: uh, primero? Sí, Primera,
1: primero. <ríe> Sí, primero. Eh, Colombia, creo. Yo quiero
0: ir a Colombia. Ah, yo fui a Cartagena y me encantó. Entonces, sí. Y, y creo que Medellín es una ciudad bonita también, pero nunca he ido allí. Sí. Pero sí, es algo que yo quiero hacer también.
1: <laughs> La próxima sí, año. Sí, sí, Nos próximo. vamos.
0: <laughs> Entonces, muchas gracias. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for uh, taking some time to chat with us here on the podcast. Um, one last question I have for you. If someone's listening and they're sí. thinking that you know, like you used to listen to this podcast, now you're on the podcast. And if someone mm-hmm. who's in your <laughs> yeah. shoes right now, who's sitting there just listening, thinking, I don't know if I should try this out, uh, du- Duolingo, I'm going to go, I'm on my five-year streak of Duolingo, <laughs> and I'm really afraid to, to mm-hmm. move beyond that. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say that they need to just take that next step and reach out to the Spanish Salsa team because they are really willing to help you everyone on the team that i've worked with is very understanding and if you do that initial call i'm almost sure you're going to want to join and they have different programs for different levels so you know you don't have to worry about oh well i'm just starting or i'm already in the middle they can adjust to you so to just just do it and it will be worth it
0: couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) so if you're listening again just like rebecca said just give it a shot there's really no risk involved if it uh if it works for you then maybe who knows you might be listening to yourself on this podcast uh in the very near future so thanks again uh rebecca for taking your time to join us today
1: muchas gracias
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rebecca and that you'll find some inspiration in knowing that even if you have been really trying hard, you've been struggling with learning Spanish for years, you really just don't know what it's going to take to get you to fluency that you will learn from Rebecca's approach and her experience. The fact that she was able to get over her fear and book that initial call and talk to a coach and see how her Spanish was actually progressing. Uh, I think that's really huge because a lot of times we're our own worst critics and sometimes we might think that we're not doing very well at all, but when we actually talk to someone or try to have that conversation, then we realize that maybe we're doing better than we thought or maybe there's things that we need to work on we weren't even aware of. Uh, and so for me, that's the real benefit of language coaching. And if you think being a part of the Spanish Juan Salsa community may help you get to Spanish fluency, I encourage you to check out our website, SpanishCuanSalsa.com. Uh, We have a promotion going on right now, if you're listening to this, as the episode drops in September 2022, uh, just for a week where we are inviting new members into our group coaching, as well as there's opportunities if you need more intensive one-on-one coaching that is also available to you um, this week. So. If you're interested, if you want to get the fall season started out with a strong plan that you know is going to work to improve your Spanish, to get you out of the rut of whatever you've been doing now that's not working as well as it could be working to get you to where you want to be, communicating fluidly in the Spanish language, then make sure you go to spanishconsalsa.com. Check out our promotions. You will see it come up right when you go to our main website. It'll direct you to exactly where you need to go to book a call with a member of our team. And again, do not be intimidated. You heard Rebecca say it. Our team is super, super kind. I have the most amazing team, and I will continue to brag about my team because if you feel any apprehension about speaking Spanish, if you're at all nervous Please let go of those concerns and just book the call. Um, We are here to make you feel comfortable and to help you get an honest assessment of where you are with your Spanish skills and most importantly, an effective plan for how you are going to move forward. So even if you decide that you're you're working on something and you just want a little bit of advice on how to tweak it and you're not necessarily um, looking to sign up for uh, our, our programs right now, or if you just want more information, again, this is, you know, no commitment to this. Um, just show up for a call, schedule a time that works for you on our website, SpanishConsalsa.com, and we'll just have a conversation and see where you're at and if we can possibly help you. So, again, make sure you check it out. Um, again, only for this week. So, if you're listening to this right now, now's the time to go to SpanishConsalsa.com and book your call. Uh, we are going to have a waiting list available after this week so if you don't hop on this right away then you might have to wait until spring maybe new year's not quite sure depends on how many slots we'll have available at that point so you definitely want to jump on it now so that you will go into next year think about that it's already september so we only have a few more months left in 2022 if you can believe that So if you want to go into 2023 already confidently speaking Spanish, now is the time to get started, not in January or December. So make sure you hop on this opportunity right now. We have limited slots available for calls, so make sure if you're listening to this, don't wait till later. Go right now to or scroll down to the link in our show notes page to book your call with our team. I know that we can help you and improve your Spanish so that you're actually speaking the language and not just learning it on an app. Because that's fun, right? But at a certain point, we all want to be fluent. So SpanishConSalsa.com, book a call with our team. I look forward to working with you. And as always, I hope something that you heard in this episode of the podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.